We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Home and home. All right, Saturday marks 40 years from the miracle on ice, arguably the greatest upset in the history of sports and one of the greatest moments of all time any sport we have ever experienced. I'm Dave Briggs on a Thursday home and home. I'm in Colorado. Ross Tucker back in Pennsylvania. Joining us, one of the members of the Miracle on Ice team, Jack O'Callaghan, as they prepare to celebrate the accomplishment. Jack, thanks so much for coming on the program. It's Dave Briggs and it's Ross Tucker. I know you dropped the puck at the Blackhawks game. Awesome to see that. Are you shocked at how increasingly relevant that accomplishment was 40 years ago, how it remains such a relevant moment 40 years later. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm shocked. It is pretty, it's pretty great. It's been 40 years of fun conversations and uh, means a lot to people. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's been, uh, it's, you know, the movie sort of re-energized the whole thing, but um yeah, it made people feel good 40 years ago. It still makes people feel good. So, I mean, that's the real the key to it. I don't think anybody remembers who passed the puck to who or who scored what. I mean, Arizioni's goal, obviously, is memorable. But other than that, I mean, the game's kind of, you know, they all mix together. But uh, the memory and the feelings are really, uh, I, think, I think, what has prolonged the discussion. Jack, does it feel like it's been 40 years or not at all? Well, take a look at me, man. You think it's been 40 years? I look. I look in the mirror, it feels like 40 years. I'll tell you that much. And when I get up out of bed in the morning, my back's a little achy. It feels like 40 <laughs> years. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know how it is. It's like you still feel like you're 15 years old, but you're 62 now. So things change, and um, nobody's getting any younger. Everybody's got grandkids now. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Or it is what it is. <laughs> it's been fun, I though. Know. Absolutely. Let's go back and let's just remember what that moment sounded like. Here is the iconic call from 40 years ago Saturday. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. The crowd going insane at the moment. Bedlam in here. Five seconds to the gold medal. Four to the gold medal. This impossible dream comes true. All right, Jack O'Callaghan back with us. Jack, take me back, not just to that moment, to the beating of the Russians, and just tell me, share with us a little bit of what the emotions were like at the moment when you realized this actually happened. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was kind of surreal, unreal, crazy. We were playing the Russians. Felt like we had them, though, for the last minute or two, you know. It felt like they were doing things that were out of character. They were dumping the puck in. They were spinning their wheels a little bit. We were more in control. We were fit. We were emotionally, you know, on fire. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the last minute or so, I don't know. You know, they were kind of buzzing around a little bit, but they really couldn't get in our zone for any sustained pressure. They would kind of dump it in. We'd get it, fire it back out. They were kind of spinning around center ice. It was kind of fun to watch, actually. Um, yeah, and then when it was over, I don't know. It, it was it was just unbelievable because uh, I can't really remember everything that happened. Uh, I kind of remember how I felt, I guess. I was just, like, so jacked up. You know, came off the bench. I mean, I tackled Mike Ramsey. We're looking at each other. I put my arms in the air. I'm like, you know, <laughs> and it was just everybody was going kind of crazy. It was pretty awesome. I mean, it was almost like when we won the gold medal against Finland. It was so, it wasn't nearly as high of a emotional kind of explosion uh, as the Russian game. The Finnish game, you know, on Sunday morning was a little freaky. It was almost like it was a sense of relief when that was over because we could have screwed that thing up. And who knows, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But um, so there was a sense of relief when we beat Finland. And it was just a sense of just pure elation and kind of joy and, uh, yeah, emotion overflow when we beat the Russians, for sure. All right, so, Jack, I was born in 79. So, obviously, you know, I've, I've seen the videos and the movies and stuff, but wasn't wasn't able to really watch it live. Was it really that much of an upset and like why was why was it that much of an upset like if you played them a hundred times how many yeah. times would russia win how many times would u.s win well i mean a hundred times is a lot i don't know we probably i mean i don't i don't know man they were it's hard to say they could have beaten us a hundred times i mean i don't even know i can't even believe we beat them once um i don't know yeah, upset you know, we were pretty, we were a good team. We had really good players and we were really well coached. We were really fit. Um, you know, we were really good. We had, I mean, guys played next 10 years, played in the NHL, you know, had good careers. Um, but, you know, they were the Russians, man. They beat everybody. You know, they, they beat the best players in the NHL. And uh, the only way the NHL could even compete with them was if they had local refs that favored the NHL guys and then, the NHL guys basically would break their sticks over their ankles and arms, and there was no penalty. So that's how the NHL stayed with these guys. I mean, if you tried to play them and just skate with them, nobody could beat them. And they were all, like, big, strong dudes, you know, six, like, built like – they were like big bears, man. And you're trying to play against these guys. <laughs> it was pretty hard. You know, we were all 20, 20 yeah. early 20s. These guys were mid, late 20s. They were grown-ups. We were, like, kind of kids. We just had a lot of belief, and we had a lot of emotion, and we were really fit, and like I said, we were pretty talented. And when Herbie picked the team, you know, he picked, like, leaders of, of their college teams, captains and, and, and champions, guys that have won NCAA championships. And so, you know, we had, we had, there was no quit in us, that's for sure. And we after they beat us 10-3, to 3, we were kind of a little aggravated about it. So, you know, we kind of buckled down and paid attention, and, I don't know. We knew we had to be close going into the third. We were only down a goal. That's like being up up a couple against those guys. So, you know, yeah. we only had 20 minutes to play and get great goaltending, obviously. And, um, yeah, just kind of outlasted them. And then, you know, we got a couple timely goals. I mean, Rizzioni, I played with him a couple of years in college. I mean, the guy could score from anywhere. You know, I, when he scored that goal, I was like, yeah. I'm not even surprised because he, he – I mean, he'd take these shots, like, from the corner. would hit somebody in the, in the you know, in the butt. You know, ricochet in the net. And he'd be like, yeah, whatever. You know, that's how I score goals. So, yeah, I wasn't surprised when Mike scored. Like, you know, kind of off the, you know, he grabs it. He's in the middle of the ice. He's off the wrong foot. He fires it. It kind of snakes through this, that, and the other thing. 
it's in the net. And I'm like, everybody was going, oh, you believe that shot? I was like, yeah, I do, actually. I've seen it a million times. Jack O'Callaghan with us, member of the Miracle on Ice team 40 years ago Saturday. Yeah, the Soviet Union had won gold in the previous four Olympic Games and had won 16 world championships from 61 to 79, arguably the most dominant run we've ever seen in any sport. Um, Jack, what's the biggest misconception about either the run or the chemistry or coach um, that, that that you've seen play out either in that movie or just through stories over the years? The biggest misconception? Yeah, uh, what would surprise people the most? What was the most inaccurate thing, whether it was be in that movie or just through stories over the years? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. You know, the movie was pretty good. I mean, it, it kind of, in a two-hour time frame, it, it sort of, it tried to explain what happened over nine or ten months, right? Or even, you could say, over two years. Um so they had a condensed stuff, you know, they kind of focused on the rift between the Eastern guys and the Western guys. Um, you know, there were only four of us from New England and then everybody else was from the Midwest. So, um, you know, think about it. I mean, if it wasn't for us, all those guys would have been talking about was ice fishing and like cow tipping. Think about that. So, you know, <laughs> we actually brought a little kind of, you know, I don't know, like kind of urban pizzazz to that team. Right. So um, it, it, we did have a very close knit group. Um, all that rivalry stuff had kind of dis, you know, kind of disappeared. I don't know, a year or so prior. Um, and by the time we got together, we were actually became really good friends. You know, we were, we would cross pollinate with each other. We would hang out. We would go out here and there. You know, some guys had their girlfriends living with them and this and that. Or you know, Kenny Morrow got married r real early. So you know, some guys were kind of under the thumb a little bit. So you didn't see a lot of those guys after practice or some stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you know, we hung out a lot. We, we, you know, we were buddies. I, I think that's probably misstated that there was this rift on the team. There really wasn't. Um, you know, there, there was prior, years prior, but by the time we got around to the Olympics, we were all kind of one unit. And we're still to this day pretty good buddies, you know. Like, we're going to have fun in Las Vegas uh, the next couple of days. You know, guys will be kind of razzing each other here and there, just little, you know, stuff. But, you know, guys, I mean, there's a bunch of guys that really kind of care about each other. So it's, it's a, you know, pretty good, uh, pretty good group of group of people. All right. So, Jack, how much of all of the attention you guys get and the, and the importance of the game, like how much of it is, wow, that was an amazing upset? And how much of it is, like, this is the middle of the Cold War and the U.S. beat the Russia, U.S. beat Russian, you know, so how much of it is the game itself and the upset, how much of it is sort of the uh, political climate, if you will? Well, I mean, for us, right, it was just a game. I mean, we were playing, you know, we went to Lake Placid to play the Sweden, and we tied them. So, all right, now we're going to play the Czechs. You know, we beat them. Now it's like kind of boom, boom, right? We kind of roll forward. Um, playing the Russians for us, I mean, we weren't thinking, you know, we got to go beat these guys to, like, you know, stand up for the USA, show that we're Patriots. We were like, we just got to try to beat these guys and play hockey against them. It was the same thing with the Finland group. But, I mean, we all knew what was going on in the world. I mean, you couldn't be – you couldn't live in that era without knowing what was going on. You know, like gas lines and, you know, hostages, you know, in Iran. And that that was horrible, right? And then, you know, you had the Russians in Afghanistan. You had Carter. You know, I don't know what he was doing, right? But he was – we're not going to Moscow and all this, right? So we're not coming to the Olympics. I mean, that was his response to the Russians invading Afghanistan. And 
so you know you knew what was going on in the, in the world right i mean we we're all college guys you know we took history classes and we took you know that kind of stuff and we read the newspapers but in lake placid you know we were just playing hockey right and we started but i mean the rest of the country was uh, look the cold war was going on you know if they said to you like one day hey you got a an air raid siren outside you know it's like get to a bomb shelter right you wouldn't have been surprised because there were bomb shelters everywhere you know you never knew when the nuclear bomb was coming right so that was always in the back of your mind i mean it's how we lived in the 70s and and um you know but once we got to lake placid man we were just playing hockey it's just the rest of the country it it, it had a much bigger meaning than it did um for us as hockey players and and uh for the rest of the country it was like the u.s against the russians and the hell with the russians you know we'll show them and they kind of live through us as players. And that's what we've kind of been experiencing for the past 40 years. You know, it hasn't been, wow, hey, Jack, nice pass to McClanahan or whatever on that one goal or something. It's really been like, wow, the way we felt watching that and, and even in the movie, like the way it makes me feel now, uh, they just have to share that experience with us. And it's been, been free. it's been fantastic. I'll tell you, it's been like... Uh, 40 years of smiles and great conversations. It's really been great. Yeah, I never had a bad just, conversation. Never said to me, you know, Jack, that thing uh, you guys did in 1980 was so overrated. And it's like, we think <laughs> never, ever have I had that conversation. <laughs> Jack O'Callaghan with us quickly before we uh, let you get back to life. What was it like as a young single college kid who was relatively <laughs> anonymous before that game coming home? What was that like for a young single college kid to be that type of celebrity coming back home? Uh, well, you know, I, I was pretty, you know, my college team in Boston was really good at Boston University, right? So even back in the 78, 76, 77, 70, we used to get, in 78, we got more press than the Bruins and the Celtics, like, in college. So I kind of I kind of had a sense of, you know, I mean, I, and I was the captain of the team, so I was always, like, getting quoted and interviewed and all that nonsense. And um, so, I mean, I had kind of sense of it. And then we won the gold medal. It was like, wow, this is even more fun. You know, I mean, I got to christen a 12-meter yacht uh, down in Newport one day. And, uh, you know, got to do some fun stuff like that because I wasn't playing, you know, from, like, February to after the Olympics. I couldn't play because of my knee. So, I mean, until whatever, until training camp, I was just kind of bouncing around getting ready for camp. But then, you know, I went to camp in September. And uh, I played really well. I thought I should have made the team. But, of course, you know, I was an American kid and, you know, whatever. Pro hockey, it's like you don't know what you don't know when you're trying out for a team. And they sent me to Moncton, New Brunswick, and I spent two years in Moncton, New Brunswick. So the gold medal didn't mean much, mean much up there. They always living in Canada. They don't really care. Ah. They're like, yeah, well, like, <laughs> nice gold medal. Nobody cares, Jack. You know. So um, yeah, that was a bit of a you know kind of kept me back in place. I and mean, I was pretty always pretty good to keep my ego in check anyway. But uh, yeah, living in Canada. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> it was a little different up there. Anyway, I would imagine, but I would imagine it didn't hurt at the Boston bars as a young college student. Jack O'Callaghan yeah, yeah. with us celebrating 40 years since the miracle on ice. They will mark that anniversary on Saturday. All 18 of them will be together. Jack, so uh, great to stroll back down memory lane. We appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Really good. Really enjoyed talking to you. All right. Have fun. See ya. 
Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. exclusively on the Radio.com app or at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 